What's going on to the Point Podcast? This is Pastor Colton with you, man. I am so excited to be here for another episode of this pretty cool podcast, To The Point. Let's go. Uh, So today I want to give a shout out real quick before we get in. Brother Evan Puckett got me a legitimate podcast mic. Uh, It's so cool. I feel professional sitting here in front of this thing, honestly. Uh, So thank you, Evan, for thinking about me and for investing into this ministry. And I believe that this is a ministry. Uh, Each time I get to hear from you all who listen to these, uh, it blows me away because honestly, we started this and I didn't know if anyone would ever listen. I didn't know if anyone would ever catch on to it or ever want to hear more. But throughout the week, especially when we miss weeks, when I miss weeks, and I apologize for that, when I miss weeks, people always ask me, hey, there was no podcast this week. Uh, so I'm going to do better at trying to get one of these podcasts out each week so you have more content available to you, right? We want to encourage you. We want to equip you and we want to empower you to go about your day in the gifts of God, using the gifts that God has given you. And today, I want to talk to you and I want to convince you that the message of the gospel is attractive. Okay, the message of the gospel is attractive and we're going to look at the life of Christ and I'm in Luke 5 Luke or I'm sorry, Luke 4 is what I'm going to be in Luke 4 uh whenever Jesus begins his ministry. So Luke 4 starts off uh with the temptation of Jesus, right? We know that one that's a very famous passage of scripture. The Holy Spirit leads Christ into the wilderness where for 40 days and 40 nights he didn't eat, he didn't Uh, Yeah, he didn't eat anything, and the enemy, Satan, came to tempt him uh, because Satan's always going to attack you right before a promotion in ministry, right before something big in your life happens. You can always expect an attack from Satan. So some of you need to hear that today because Satan has been fighting you. The enemy's been pressing in on you on every side because he knows what's coming up for you in your future just like he did with Jesus. Uh, Jesus resisted, and the Bible says, "Resist, uh, submit to God, resist the enemy. And that's exactly what Jesus did when he was tempted in the wilderness by Satan. So we get to Luke 4, 14. Jesus begins his ministry, and I'm going to read some scripture, and I've got three points. If we want to be more like Christ, there are three points. If we want to be attractive and attract people to us, like Jesus did, I'm going to show you how he did that, we need to do these three points. Number one is we need to have the authority from walking with the Holy Spirit, okay? The authority from walking with the Holy Spirit. There is authority, not in who you are, but whose you are, okay? So we are children of God, we are children of the Most High, and we have the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, lives on the inside of us. Luke 4.14 says this, Jesus returned from the wilderness from being tempted from the enemy in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And a report about him went out through all the surrounding country, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So the first thing that I want you to see is when you overcome, you come out with more power and more authority. Jesus overcame the temptation that he was facing. Some of you are facing temptation today, 
And when you overcome, you're going to walk in more authority. Hear me when I tell you that whenever you can overcome, whenever you can win a battle, you come out with more authority on the other end. People don't respect uh, someone that's never been through a battle in their life. People respect people that have scars and have made it through. People respect people that have been through horrific things and have still made it through praising God, giving Him glory, and seeking to know more about Him. People respect those kind of people. So, the authority of the Holy Spirit. That's in Luke 4, 14. There's another verse we're going to come to here in just a little bit too. But number two, point number two is we have to have consistency in our lives if we want to be attractive like Jesus was to everyone he was at or he was around we have to be consistent in our lives verse 16 says this he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as was his custom as was his custom he went to the synagogue on the sabbath day And he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll, and he found the place where it was written. Okay, so see the consistency that Jesus showed in his life. People don't want to follow people who are wishy-washy. Amen? Amen, Pastor Colton. People want to follow people who are consistent. One of the greatest things that I can tell you about my wife... My sweet woman, Reagan, she's beautiful and she's awesome, but she is consistent in her devotion to Christ. Since I have known her from when she was in the 8th grade, all she has ever done with her relationship with Christ is consistent. Now, if you ask her, she's going to tell you there have been low moments, there have been high moments, but whenever I look at her, and I'm closer than anyone else ever will be and ever has been, Whenever I look at her life, I see consistency. I see consistency in her word. I see consistency in her worship. And I I see consistency in her work ethic. There are three W's. We need to be consistent reading God's word. We need to be consistent with the worship that we give Christ, that we give God. And we need to be consistent in the work that we give him as well. The work that you are doing is an act of worship. The Bible says this, and I don't know exactly where it's at, but it says do everything that you do as doing it for the Lord. I want to be consistent in my devotion with the Lord. I want to be consistent in reading the Word. I want to be consistent in my worship of Christ, and I want to be consistent in the work that I do for Him so that other people are attracted to me because of Christ on the inside of me. You following me? You following me? I hope you're following me on this. So Jesus was consistent. He went to the synagogue, as was his custom. And this is the third thing that we need to do. So we need to have confidence in God's gifts, and we need to have confidence in the calling that God has placed on our lives. Okay, so I'm going to skip down to verse 20. Luke 4, verse 20, it says this, He, being Jesus, rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. I just see the confidence of Jesus as he does that. He reads the scroll, he rolls it up, he gives it to the attendant, he sits down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Just picture this in your mind with me. Jesus has just stood up, read from the scroll of Isaiah, Read from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. Now he rolls it back up. He sits down. He gives it back to the attendant. And every eye is fixed on Jesus right now. 
And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And he spoke, and all spoke well of him. Okay, listen, you want to say Jesus isn't popular? All spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. See, Jesus had confidence in who God said he was. He had confidence in the gifts that God had given him. And you need to walk in confidence knowing that you are a child of God and knowing that he has given you specific gifts that only you have access to. I don't have the gifts that you have. Pastor John doesn't have the gifts that you have. Pastor Ryan doesn't have the gifts that you have. God has given you a specific gift. And here's the truth is we need your gift. But we don't need your gift if you're not confident that God has given it to you. We don't need it if you're not confident uh, to walk in that. So so if we want to be more like Jesus, we need to be confident in God's gifts and in our calling. A couple more verses that I have in Luke 4 for you. Uh, the first point, remember, was authority of the Holy Spirit. So that's verse 414, but it's also in verse 432. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. It says... Uh, verse 31 says, Jesus, he went down to uh, Capernaum, a city, a city of Galilee, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath. There he is again, his consistency to teach on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word possessed authority. There's that authority again. We need to walk in authority. If we want people to be attracted to our lives, we have to have authority that comes from the Holy Spirit. Consistency. We just read that in verse 31. He's consistent on teaching on the Sabbath. I'm not saying you have to be consistent teaching. I'm not saying you have to be uh, consistent in just coming to church. You need to be consistent in every area of your life. Not just one thing on a Sunday or on a Wednesday. You need to be consistent at following through when you tell people you're going to follow through. You need to be consistent in spending time with your husband. You need to be consistent in spending time with your wife and with your children and consistent in all of these other things. And the last one that I have is confident in, confidence in God's gifts and our calling. Remember, that was point number three. We get down to verses 40 and 41. This is what the Bible says. Now, when the sun was setting, all those who had any, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, him being Jesus. And he, Jesus, laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew he was the Christ. We have to have confidence in the gifts that God has given us, and we have to have confidence in what God has called us to do. Jesus had confidence. Now, when I say this, that, that the gospel is attractive and that uh, that Jesus is attractive, know this, that, that, that Jesus says this, that, that, that broad is the gate that leads to, or the path that leads to destruction, and narrow is the path that leads to eternal life. So the gospel message is attractive, still not many people accept it. And I, I, hope, I hope that makes sense. But I want you to see this um, in, let me go to Luke chapter 5, I believe 15, where's 15 at? Luke 5, 15. Okay, 
Luke 5.15 says this, But now even more, the report about him, Jesus, went abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities, but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. So crowds were gathering around Jesus, not because they wanted a relationship with him, but because they wanted something from him. They didn't want to know him. They wanted something from him. And I want to challenge you, don't come to Jesus just because you can get something. Come to Jesus because he is someone and he wants a relationship with you. Don't come just because just because uh, somebody else did. Don't come just because you want your baby to be healed. Don't come just because you want your finances to be in order. I uh, worked with a dermatologist one time, and she was such an awesome doctor, and I uh, really enjoyed working with her. But she told me this. She said, I'm going to go to church one of these days. Because Christians seem like they have their lives in order. Their money is normally right. They're normally not strung out on drugs. I want to be a Christian because their morals are kind of what I want my morals to be like. No, that's not why you come to Jesus. You come to Jesus for salvation from eternal damnation. Okay, You come to Jesus because of the free gift that he has given you, the price that he's paid for you on the cross. That's why you come to be with Jesus. It's because of the work that he's done on the cross. So saying that this gospel message is attractive, I don't want you to be turned off to that. People should want to know what it what it is that gives you hope. People want to know what it is that, that gives you the authority that you have, that gives you the consistency that you have, that gives you the confidence that you have. However, people don't like conviction. And I'm seeing this more and more as I grow in the Lord. People don't like to be convicted. Therefore, many people won't stay around the message of Christ. But it's for everyone. And it's for you and me today. Uh, So that's what I want to encourage you with. Uh, I could go on a whole rant about uh, the gospel being offensive to a lot of people, but Romans one sixteen, it says that I am unashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is, for it is. Let me let me scroll to. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Everyone who believes, it's the power to salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek for. In it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So that's what I want to encourage you with today. Live by faith. I love you so much. Thank you for tuning into this. Walk in authority. Be consistent in your life. And have confidence that God has called you to do what you're doing right now. I love you so much. Thank you for being here.